Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. It was a wild weekend. Wolves dismantle Liverpool. Spurs don't spur. Everton with a massive upset. And then it was followed by a mad Monday. City's sanctions and Jesse Marsh sacked. How are we going to fit it all in? What up, gentlemen? Hey, hey. What's going on? We had a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, and it's unfortunate because Andrew or Andrew is on, but uh, Chris is not on tonight. So uh, that's that's unfortunate. I would have loved to get some of his thoughts, but we can just skip right over the fact that United. <clears throat> that's that's what Chris gets is United's in third. Uh, well done, guys. And that's all we're going to mention about it. That's it. It's the only, it's the only time we're going to mention United this week. That's right. Um, we might mention <laughs> United player later, but for now, um, we're we're going to mention actually a couple United players. So it's not the only United we're going to talk about. But well, United's in third. Chris, congratulations. That's good. Um, and there's a topic that we're going to get to later that could potentially move United into second place. I doubt it's going to happen, but we'll get there. But first, like we like to start off with, this is Soccer Neophytes, and so uh, we have our <clears throat> Kyle on. Kyle, uh, who did you watch? Uh, I don't know how to say the team's name. It starts with an L. Say it. <laughs> I want to hear you try it. Yeah, uh, please try it. Let's do this. All right, all right. Uh, hold on. It's uh, <laughs> the Leicester City. That's not bad. That actually isn't bad. It's Leicester City, but that's, I mean, the fact that you didn't say Leicester or. There's no H. There's no H. It wouldn't be Chester. Leicester. No, that's good, though. That was it's, not bad. it's just Leicester. 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 Leicester, Leicester City, City and. Club, uh, club. And then Aston Villa, which I think is a cool name. And they got a cool uh, quote unquote air quote mascot. Yeah. Well, they got their crest is pretty nice. You know, it's it's hard for me to as a Wolves fan. Leicester is one of our or not Leicester. Aston Villa is one of our, our rivals. So it's hard to really praise them. But I try and be fair. Uh, I respect that. But yeah, man, what did you think? I mean, <clears throat> let's just say it's a fortunate match for you to watch when you, whenever you can get six goals as a neophyte. That's a good match to watch. So. What give us some of your I feel thoughts? Like I've lucky the last weeks with, I feel like I've gotten lucky the last couple of games. Uh, some good matches. The last one, I think it was the Man City Man U game, wasn't it? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, that and then I get a six goal game. Like, yeah. keep giving me these good ones because I don't know, you'll turn me into a soccer fan, but if you want me to enjoy a soccer game, six goals is a great way to do it. And but this it's... is one of the weirdest games that I think has happened all season. I gotta be honest, if you look at the stats. Can I read some stats to you, Nate? Please. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you that uh, one of the teams controlled possession 63% of the time. Yeah. One of the teams had 19 shots on goal. I'm sorry, 19 shots. Four of them were on goal. The other one only had nine and five. Um, One team had zero yellow cards. The other had three. Um, One team had 11 corner kicks. The the other had three. And... uh, 
one team had eight offsides, the other had two. And guess which team scored twice as many goals as the other? Every single yeah. one of those stats, Aston Villa should have killed Leicester. They outpossessed them. They out penaltyed them by not having any. They they had eleven to three corner kicks. This they is had... why this is why stats. I think like even even and, and I want to get to Kyle's thoughts, but this is why stats don't always tell the tell the story. Like you sent the picture of the stats. I think at halftime of uh, Tottenham City, and that was like, like 75, 75 minutes actually. At seventy five minutes, it looked statistically it looked like City was dominating. But if you watch the match, like Tottenham was at least holding their own, if not like outplaying them, right? So yeah. the stats don't tell the story always. But uh, but to have it this lopsided is is striking. That's yeah. all. Kyle, what do you think, man? What what are some of the thoughts from the match? <clears throat> like I said, I, I had I had a lot going on. I was working while I was watching, so I didn't get to pay as much attention as I wanted to, but I did get it in today. I actually like getting the watch in on the day of the podcast, so it's more fresh in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I watched it just a couple hours ago, but uh, um, I think – I mean, to be honest with you, I, I it was action-packed to me. I know it's going to sound very ba- basic commentary, but like I said, six goals in a soccer game – and then I, I was, you know, also the announcer was like, oh, only been one in the second half, which I didn't even realize. I'd been so much going on, I didn't realize only one was scored in the second half. Yeah. Um, it, it took me a while to figure out who the home team was. <laughs> I, mean, I, didn't, I, I didn't even know based on, because they both were dark, or both were dark colors. There's no white. One was the navy, or I'm sorry, one was the maroon, one was the blue. Oh, yeah. It took me a while to figure Isn't it usually white, one of them? Yeah. Is that, is that was one of them like is like an alternate color from one of them, or that kind of threw me off? Aston Villa has that. Uh, what or are there different alternate kits? Claret and blue, but typically you would wear your your home kit um, when while you're at home. Which actually, it's totally. I don't even know what their home kit looks like now that I think about it. Oh yeah, it is that traditional like claret and blue. So it's that uh, burgundy or whatever. They look like the Philadelphia Phillies from the 1980s. Yes, I was trying to figure it out. Yes, that's exactly what it thought like. And yeah, I don't like those. Lester was wearing the dark blue. I yeah. like Lester. I like I like Lester's blues. I like that blue. I've never been a big fan of the combo of whatever blue and maroon. That's not a good look in my opinion. No, I, I like the team name. I love the villain. That's badass but the colors not too much not too much of a fan of but there should be more villains in sports that's a ridiculously <laughs> good name it is they can replace half the tigers that there are out there uh <laughs> you mean the wildcats those are the oh, i'm a kentucky wild. fan so i wanted to hold back on that but it's very true as well. yeah. <laughs> who are we the uh, wildcats who are we gonna beat the wildcats <laughs> <laughs> um so I did see – okay, so I did see one player get put into the game. I don't know. I'm going to guess 75th-ish minute. I don't know. It's actually like 83rd minute. I don't know why I think – I don't know why I remember the 83rd minute. First, I said the first time he's played since uh, October, and he came from the MLS, and then the MLS ended, they said, right before the World Cup. Is that when the MLS season just ends, or how does, how does that work going from MLS over to the EPL? So it was a, it was a, a guy on um, Aston Villa. Oh, they had an MLS guy, huh? 
Yeah, for Chicago, Chicago Fire, they said. Oh, Dur yeah, Duran, that's right. I yeah, 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 yeah. That, he made an appearance. I didn't realize he had made he had made an appearance in that. It was like the 80-something 80, 80 minute. I want to say 83rd. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the MLS season is actually getting ready to kick off soon. So so their season runs totally contrary to um to basically the rest of the rest of Europe. So um, it'll run end of February through end of October, and then they'll have, and then they'll have the playoffs. So yeah, like, like was stated, it ended right before the world cup. So, so they, if, he, if he's just now playing for the first time since October and then MLS begins in end of February, is it like a, how does it, what, I don't understand. Say that again. Two rentals, so they said they just got him. Yeah, his first first action since October. But you said the MLS season begins into February. Yeah, so he's gonna stay over here or go back. But over he'll there. stay. He'll stay in Europe. Like okay. so, he's. I don't know if he's there on loan or if it was a permanent deal. But either way, he'll finish out the Premier League season for sure. Um, okay. He won't go back to the MLS. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, it's been. Is that, uh, is, is that is that often? Is that often where they have players come and go from MLS to EPL? Not, not many, honestly. Um, there are, a, there are a handful and not many go, go kind of straight to start or, or get a lot of playing time. I think probably the most, the one who's had the greatest success most recently that I can remember is Miguel Almiron. He's on Newcastle and he's had a really good season. He slowed down a little bit recently, but, but not a ton, um, I can't remember where Slonina went. He's he's a keeper. Um, I think he also went from Chicago Fire. Oh, he's with Chelsea, but he's not he's not anywhere near their their uh, first team. So he was with the Chicago Fire as well. So there are a handful, but it's pretty rare for them to get get playing time right away. Oh, I don't know why this crossed my mind, but Chelsea has the same. Again, I don't see the uniforms, but once, but Chelsea and Leicester seem to have the same kit. Is that was that too far off or no? They they have a similar color for sure. I mean, I think that yeah, that blue is all blue and all blue though. Blue blue shorts, blue top, right? Yeah, I think that Chelsea's right. got that ugly uh, design on it, so it's pretty recognizable. Gotcha. Yeah, I think Leicester's is pretty plain. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the game. Um, I like action in soccer, and uh, I know the first. I, I don't again. I don't know players besides like I guess ones I've learned since I've started watching. But some guy scored two goals for Aston Villa early. Scored their first two actually. The name for the W. Ollie Watkins. Yes. The second one was actually an own goal, so I'm not sure kind of what happened. Maybe Watkins. Yeah, the guy like tipped it with his foot, right? Yep. Yeah. So so he wasn't. Walt Watkins doesn't get credited for a goal there. I guess that but. makes sense. Yeah, that guy looked like that guy looked like he was sick after that tipped his foot in. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah, totally. Well, I the mean, thing is, is if it's a shot on target, it doesn't go give, in. They'll give him. They'll give him the goal. So that's the way they determine if it's an own goal or not. So if I put a strike that's gonna go in and it deflects off your back and goes in, I'll get the goal. But gotcha. if it's a ball off target that deflects in, they call yeah, it. Yeah, that wasn't gonna go in. That shot was gonna be off. Totally. So they give it an own goal. Same thing happened in Wolves match, their first goal. That makes uh, sense. Was a cross that was put across the box that deflected off the defender and went in. Gotcha. Well, some, I don't know. And the goals that were scored were nice. Again, this is going to sound like a completely like 
basic comment on how to complement good goals, but like I saw a good header. I don't know, a couple a couple around the goal, the that one that uh Aston had, I don't know which I can picture in my head. I don't know when it was, I don't know who it was. Um I don't know. I don't know. Fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Like when the Let's game started, just... I kind of when the game started, I was like, Yeah, I hope I hope I really start to like soccer because and then I get then I get then I get like six goals. I'm like, okay, that's I'm back to life. This will work. This will work. Yeah, this will work. Leicester is honestly a fun team. It's unfortunate how poorly they played this year, but they've got a lot of likable players, and they're they're a team that I've always appreciated at the at least. Well, if you can keep giving me good like this, I mean, I'm saying there's a chance. And the the keeper for Mass and Villa, I don't know if you realized it, but. Emiliano Martinez was the keeper for Argentina in the World Cup. I did not know that. Yeah. So there you go. There we go. Well, we, like we said, there was a crazy weekend. uh, And finally, I am just happy that Wolves have some relevance to this podcast because I've wanted to talk about Wolves, but there's been nothing worth talking about. And Wolves had an impressive three nil victory over Liverpool. Um, We talked about the own goal kind of right off the bat. And then uh, a few minutes later, they scored uh, Craig Dawson, who is a new signing for them in January scored just a massive strike to give them a two nil lead within the first 15 minutes. And then Liverpool could just never get it going. Never really. There was a couple small threats, smallish threats. Saw made a couple saves. Um, Wolves midfield really dominated. And that's, I think, the strength of, of Wolves now after the, the transfer window. And uh, it was it was super excited, uh, exciting match. And then I think, and this is where we'll bring up a United player. Um, towards the end of the match, Ruben Neves scored. And uh pointed to his eye and there's been all this talk and you guys know because i've been sending crap back and forth on our on our text messages but uh marcus rashford who's remarkable player for manchester united uh has been pointing to his temple as like a goal celebration over the last i don't know few weeks maybe post world cup And all of the media outlets have been just talking about Marcus Rashford's new celebration and kind of like just totally accrediting. As Wolves fans, we've known since Neves scored his first goal for Wolves, you know, five plus years ago, uh, he points to his temple. So it's just kind of frustrating when you see the media outlets praising and just talking about Rashford all the time. And so um, after after Neves scored, he points to his temple, but then also points to his chest. Like this, this is mine. This is mine. <clears throat> that was pretty, was pretty funny. So, uh, wolves over Liverpool, massive upset. Uh, maybe you saw on Twitter. If you follow at soccer neophytes, uh, fellow neophyte, Tim Hoyland and I going at it for a couple hours about, uh, Liverpool disrespect. He might have stolen that celebration from Carmelo. <laughs> he's a huge, he's a huge like early two thousands Knicks fan. <laughs> when he started pointing to your, your temple, that's 
That's all I could think about. Anyways, proceed. That's very funny. Andy, you want to talk about Klopp's disrespect? Uh, only in the sense that I, I get why Wolves fans are upset. Um, I mean, what he said was, it was a dick move. He was, uh, but I also think, uh, my 13-year-old son lets people get under his skin. And I'm like, dude, they're trying to annoy you. And when you get annoyed, they're winning. So I think what Klopp was trying to do was annoy Wolves fans and, like, motivate his own team. And I think you you, you Wolves fans fell for it hook, line, and sinker. That's that's what I'm saying. He's, he's a dick. Don't get me wrong. But I, I don't the, get why you guys, like, get worked up about it. The problem is, is I don't think he is trying to, to get under i think that's what he genuinely thinks and and this is and tim and i have had lots of conversations this over the years when i first started watching i loved klopp oh. he was so likable he was really like happy-go-lucky he just had this like great persona and it just seems it seems to have soured over the years like and i know tim has a different perspective on that but he just seems to be like so whiny and such a complainer and it's just it's it's annoying let me let me put it a different way and again premising this by saying that i think what he said was stupid and that it made him look petty but did you expect the wolf or did you expect wolves to win this weekend uh no did you expect them to win if you did three nil there's no way okay might it be said that Liverpool expected to win against a team such as Wolverhampton? Absolutely. So I, I get, I think I'm just saying, I think I get what he was trying to do with his team. I still think he's a petty little B word, but, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one of our followers on Twitter said that I was supposed to use the C word, but uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to cross that bridge just yet. Um, is the FCC monitor these things? I don't Brought think to you by so. FanDuel. <laughs> <laughs> we might lose our sponsorship if uh, if we start dropping C bombs. Um, yeah, no. Um, he it was petty. I, I don't know. I, I I look at him. I I I watched his press conference and I'm like, wow, he's having a bad day. It's and like honestly... when somebody bumps into you on the street and they yell at you. Like my response is just to say, "Are you okay?" Because healthy people don't do that. Do you know what I mean? So uh, what I'm thinking is, I'm watching it and I'm like, "Oh man, he's having a bad season. He's having a bad week. He's having a bad day. This poor, poor fella. He just doesn't know how to express himself well." And honestly, like to me, the bigger issue is actually not Klopp. I don't expect him to to talk about. Like I think that was one of Tim's points in our Twitter battle back and forth was. Do you, uh -huh. What do you expect Klopp? Like you expect Klopp to talk about how great wolves were for his whole press conference. No. Right. And the, whole, the whole thing came down to actually what were the national media or the international media going to do talk about what a great match wolf play or can, or just talk about Liverpool the whole time and how bad. Yeah, and he did a great job of drawing attention to Liverpool and away from wolves. But that's how, I mean, that, but I think that's, again, it's like, it's small man syndrome. The other 14 clubs have small, have small man syndrome. You look at these major clubs and you're like, dude, just give us re respect when we do well, you know? And so of course it's sensitive and, uh, I get it. I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. I get it. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
Well, uh, speaking of upsets, I know maybe you don't want to think about that, but Spurs uh, beat City, and that oh. was very impressive. At home, um, because home field matters. Um, it does. It really, really, really matters. Um, and uh, obviously that'll lead into the next story about how home field matters, I assume about another upset um but uh yeah so a couple things we should talk about with this spurs victory a harry kane he's one of us he's one of us harry kane um scored his 200th goal uh in premier league matches he is eight behind wayne rooney for second overall um he is now the leading scorer for tottenham all time Passing Jack Greaves. Um, Jack Greaves, is that his? That's way before my time. You got to anyway. know. You're, you're the Tottenham fan. Yeah. And uh, anyway, good on him. Uh, Son looked really, really good in this. He didn't yeah. He didn't finish anything, but he, he looked like he had a spark to him. He was fast. Uh, the thing that... I guess one of the things um, we should talk about when talking about stats being misleading is uh, that um, Tottenham uh, kept doing the counter press really well. Yeah. Um, well, what led so, to the goal, their press on that goal is what, I mean, that's what got them that goal. That was very and They had like three other breakaways that looked like a really good opportunity to score Unfortunately, some slightly errant passes. Um, they looked, they looked good uh, on the fast break, and I was, it, it was really fun to watch. Um, again, they only scored one, but uh, they, I love, by the way, that all of my Arsenal friends who um, <laughs> totally. were thrilled that Tottenham won, that they beat City, because if City had won, obviously there'd only be a two-point gap between Arsenal and City instead of the five-point gap it is now. Um, so all my friends were like, thanks, Tottenham, for once. And um, I think one of them was like, the only thing that would have made that Tottenham victory better was if it wasn't that cheap little chip-in by Harry's stupid cane. Oh, and uh, it was just fun hearing all the Arsenal fans um, uh, who were very quiet on Saturday, by the way, Again, leading into our next story, uh, but uh, they were—I've never seen uh, Arsenal fans cheer for uh, or be happy that Tottenham won ever. It was fun. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. It's always conflicting when you're rooting for a rival, but uh, winning the league would be far superior to seeing your. Rival. I imagine. I think Arsenal fans are a little nervous about their lead i don't think they're as confident as uh as they're uh letting on on twitter well when you lose uh one nil to everton uh that's that's not a confident boost for you good segue by Thank the you. way home field matters i we think what matters more is the new manager bounce for some reason i don't know what it is and we'll get to it in best bets but uh, the new manager bounce matters. What was South the payout on that? Oh, I don't even know. I don't oh. remember. 
Probably a lot though. The home field would have would have changed would have shifted it. It would have negated it to probably only like a plus, plus two fifty or something. I bet I bet it was higher. I bet it was plus five hundred. You think was, so? Yeah, I bet it was plus five hundred. But I again I don't remember for sure what the odds were, but um yeah, Everton with the stunner over Arsenal. That was the early, early match. So I only caught like the last, I think, 30 minutes of it after I woke up. But um, uh, Titus didn't wake up early to uh, to make you watch it. He did not. We had a rough week with sicknesses. My wife had an appendectomy. That was fun. So Neat. we had uh, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of adventure over the weekend. So, no, needless to say, I was not getting up that early. Um to watch that everything's okay then she is she's good yeah she's okay. she's healing um she's mowing the lawn right now she's, she's out fine. there she's doing the dishes finally <laughs> um so <laughs> so everton beat arsenal that was a big big upset and i mean honestly the bottom half of the table did did well did well over the weekend hey i have the table up that's 18 over one yeah that's right that's exactly Dang. what it was Oh man! By the way, they're still in 18th. They're still in 18th. Yeah, they're <laughs> they in get the most. By the they're. Uh, oh, we're. I'm sorry. Never mind. I was gonna. This is about a different team that we still have to talk about. Never mind. Proceed. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, Everton. Everton up to up to 18th in the table. Um, with that win, <laughs> but. Um. Yeah, the bottom of the table was interesting. Forest, Leicester, Wolves, Everton all got all got victories, um, and West Ham got a got a draw. So a little bit of movement, a little bit of separation there towards the bottom. Southampton still in last at fifteenth, but uh, that's who Wolves play next. And there's some rumors that their manager might get sacked this week. So. Uh, Wolves are a bit nervous. Wolves fans are already uh, tweeting about it. Like, crap, are we gonna have to face Southampton and and get the the them get the new manager bounce? So we need to we need to just uh, call out Forest real quick. Remember how Forest was one of the first teams I watched, and how I was just excited to root for them. I liked their kits. Um, yeah. it was their first year up. They have been playing well lately. They have been playing great. They have not lost in the last five, three wins, two draws. They're up to 13th and they're tied actually with crystal palace. And they're only uh, behind them on goal differential. So yeah, if we want to give a little post world cup, mini league update forest has 11 points since the world cup uh, wolves have 10 both teams have moved up five spots on the table since the world cup Good for both of them. Wolves were in 20th during the World Cup. They're up to 15th. Forest is up to 13th, as we mentioned. West Ham uh, is in third post-World Cup. They're holding steady at 16th. And teams like uh, Bournemouth, one point since the World Cup. They've dropped five spots. They're in 19th. Southampton, three points since the World Cup, but negative seven goal differential during their time. They're in last. Um Everton with that win gave them their fourth point since the world cup, but they're, they're still at 18th. So um, it shows like forest and wolves moving up big by, by playing really well post world cup. For the record, Bournemouth has already fired one manager so far this, um, this yeah. year. Yeah. 
That's right. And we we might we could possibly see it again. We could. And again and again and again and again. That team's bad. They are bad. They are bad. Well, this uh, today it's Monday. Even though this will be released on Tuesday, Monday was mad. Started the morning, uh, at least morning on in Arizona time, with news of these uh, Manchester City breaking a ton of rules over the last ten plus years in the Premier League. One hundred violations. One hundred violations, Kyle. Uh, I saw that on the bottom. There's not really much of a. It's probably the probably the closest equivalent would be um, college, like a, a university breaking Sanctions. a bunch a bunch of rules and facing like blue chips. Yeah, like, so like so like North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, like the movie Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal and Nick Nolte and uh, yeah, Nick Nolte, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's probably that's the equivalent of what we're kind of looking at here with the potential to be sanctioned. So, uh, not to bore you guys too much, but uh, maybe this will maybe not to bore Kyle too much. But city no, was just... under city was under UEFA investigation a couple of years ago, which is a governing body that represents all of the European football associations, and they were handed they were handed some bans and it got overturned in the like European sports court of appeals. So they never faced anything. This is different because this is coming from the football association. So this is coming straight from English football's governing body. And it's essentially a whole bunch of financial mismanagement, financial rule breaking. There's some rumors of like a fake sponsor that, Mm -hmm actually didn't have like any real income or anything. So a lot of financial shenanigans, which isn't out of the, which isn't out of the ordinary, but here is, here's a list of some of the punishments that can happen. They can suspend a club from playing league matches. So that'd probably be like the highest uh, penalty. Next highest would be a points deduction. So Kyle, what can happen in this situation is they could issue like a 10 point deduction from, from their team. So I think what does Manchester city have right now? 45, 45. So let's say they issued a, well, Juventus just last week or two weeks ago, Juventus in the Italian league had a 15 point deduction. So let's say they handed down a 15 point deduction for Manchester city. They'd be tied for nine. That would drop them 30, 30 points and they would be they would be in ninth place at that point. <laughs> so, uh, that's funny because of you know, be tied with Liverpool. Well, it's funny it. that they would be ahead of Chelsea and Liverpool still, even with yeah. a 15 point deduction. Yeah. Um, so that would be like the next harshest penalty. Then they could have a recommendation to the board that league matches be replayed. That would never happen in the fixture congestion that it currently exists. That's never going to happen. Recommend to the board that the league expels the respondent club. So I guess that would probably be the harshest uh, penalty. They could order compensation. So some sort of fines. They could cancel or refuse the registrations of players. So if there were particular players that 
they were able to register because of some of these sanctions. They could cancel those. So basically make players go back to their teams that they were at before. Uh, they could order the club to pay additional costs or um, they can kind of come up with any, any other potential fees or, or fines as they want. So I think the most of the league wants them to get a point deduction. Most of the league also expects nothing to happen. Like they'll get a slap on the wrist. They could get, they could get the other option is they could get like a, uh, um, Chelsea had this happen to them a few, a few seasons ago where they can get a, um, a transfer penalty where they can't make any transfers in a, in like a, a particular window or a year. So that, that does have ramifications. So they could essentially say, Hey, you're, you can't make any more transfers in 2023. Or for 12 months, you can't do any transfers, no incoming transfers. So you just got to stick with the squad that you have. So most people think that they might get that. They might get some fines. But um, I think everyone's secretly hoping that they get a point deduction. By what you've seen, what would you, your professional opinion in the matter, what kind of First off, it's very, very generous of you to say professional opinion <laughs> of me. But compared to myself, semi, semi-professional. Um, uh, what would you think that? What I don't know what they did, but to be honest, I actually, I don't, I don't know all of the rules they broke, but I think probably a point deduction. It makes the most sense. It's the strongest penalty, and it would send a message, right? No, but how many points do you think? That's kind of what I'm getting at. It seems like this is about as severe as what happened to Juventus. So probably 15 points. It makes the most sense. It doesn't cripple them. So it doesn't send them into the relegation zone, but it would probably, it could keep them out of European probably champions league. And so that would be a major penalty for them. Josh. Arsenal would love that. United would love that. Newcastle would love that. Tottenham would love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're, if you're searching for a top four spot, yeah. I mean, it even gives Brighton and Brentford an outside chance. I mean, they're five points adrift from that. Where's Fulham right now? Are they at seven? Fulham. Yeah. Fulham's, uh, Fulham's eight with 32 points. They've, they've had a little rough go, but yeah. um, Yeah. No, it would, it would really solidify United, Newcastle, and, and Tottenham's shot at, uh, getting Champions League. Newcastle's fallen off a bit, by the way. We should mention they've been stagnant. They're, yeah, they're still uh, they're still not losing. The problem yeah. is they're not winning, so they're, they're not, not getting those crucial those crucial three points. So, yeah. I I mean, there's still something. I don't know a ton of games unbeaten. I'm not sure how it's very long. It's a very long unbeaten run. Um, By the way, I I was just glancing at the table, uh, noticing that Tottenham only has a plus ten differential on goals, and yeah. I looked it up. We are sixth in goals allowed. Thanks, Larice, you piece of crap. Uh, I noticed on the notes in the spreadsheet, Nate, it was like uh, best save of the week, and I was like, well, Dyer had a couple of good ones, and so did Ben Davies, but Larice <laughs> did not. So. Yeah, that's funny. Well, you didn't. Yeah, he got a clean sheet, so you got to take that. Oh, did he? Did he? he? Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. I can't believe he gets credit for it. I know he does, though. 
Yeah. Well, the other sad news uh, that we have to mention, and this will lead into American Watch. I'm sorry. Jesse, <laughs> that's okay. I'll 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 uh, put the I'll put the soundtrack over you. Oh, uh, Jesse Marsh, fellow American, the only American manager in the Premier League, got sacked today. Um, definitely saw it coming. I mean, it wasn't, it's not a shock move. Leeds have not performed well. I think the bigger shock is, uh, why would you, why would you go through an entire like transfer window, allowing him to help make decisions? They bring in Weston McKinney, uh, and then sack a guy one match after that. I understand they're nervous about getting relegated, but Seems like you'd want to give a guy a couple more games with the players he brought in. But Jesse Marsh, fellow American, only American manager in the Premier League, sacked today. He was sacked after the headline. I'm sorry, I just have to mention it. Say it. After a poor run of form. I love English headlines. He was sacked after a poor run of form. God, what a what a turn of a phrase. I it's two two languages separate or I'm sorry two countries separated by a common language that's the Oscar Wilde quote it's a great quote yeah yeah Leeds Leeds uh, has had a few draws recently but I mean they haven't won since before the the break uh October 29th so that was a shock victory against Liverpool more shocking then than now i would su- suppose but um yeah so S- jesse marsh is out no idea who's going to come in at leeds but um bummer to see him go but weston mckinney did come on for leeds uh towards the end of that match he played i think about 25 30 minutes for them uh they obviously couldn't get it going but i would say a solid de- debut for him you're going to get like a bulldog mentality out of him. I saw him make some really great tackles in that match. And uh, him and Tyler Adams had a couple of good link-ups uh, during, during the game. It leads will be fun, Kyle, once you get a chance. I don't think you've watched them yet, but um, I have not. Leeds, Leeds has um, three Americans on their team. Uh, Weston McKinney, who's my, my favorite American <laughs> soccer player right now. He, he just joined them. Tyler Adams also been solid all year. And then uh, Brennan Aronson, who started the year just gangbusters, has kind of fallen off form. I mean, he's kind of, he's almost been non existent for them. He, I don't even think he featured in this game. Um, so, wait, wait, wait. He was the one who, um, after every victory, they would sing, uh, He's my American boy. Yeah, they, American boy. Yeah, yeah okay. they were singing American boy early in the season, but he just, I don't know what's going on. He just, has fallen off and uh, really hasn't played much. That was funny. Those were going viral on Twitter after every victory they had. That was funny. That's right. We also had some red cards uh, this, this weekend. This will be our next and final mention of, of Manchester United. (laughs) uh, Casimir. And this is why it's so sad. Chris isn't on tonight because I would love to debate him on this because Casemiro is absolutely whether he's choking. I don't know if he's squeezing, but he's got both hands around uh, his neck and 
That's absolutely a red card. Also, he is a giant hulking beast of a man compared to the person he was choking. And like, uh, it's kind of like if a little person ever hits you and then you respond, people are going to think you're a monster. Casemiro is huge. Yeah. In this. He looks like he's beating up a kindergartner within the, if you just watch, if you just watch the stills or just see a picture of it, you're like, Oh God. Yeah. Clearly a red card. And then you watch the video and you're like, yeah, it's probably still a red card. Dude. I saw, I saw like, some Manchester United fans saying like, he's putting his hands on his shoulders and it's like, dude, this is where dilute fan delusion, which I know I have that at times, like fan delusion gets you know? so that Casemiro, they're like trying to defend him. Like his hands are on his shoulders. I'm like, dude, he's clearly got his hands around his neck. Yeah. Defend Dana white next. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Chris tried to say that I use, should have been a red as well. You don't see the full, like you never see a full clip. I tried to, I was trying my best to give Chris the benefit of the doubt. IU extends his arm in a push and it does look like the push goes into the guy's throat, but the clip leaves after that. If he link, if his arm lingers there and he actually holds his throat, I think Chris has got a point, but you never see that. So to me, it's like Casimiro's is clearly a red. I use, I don't know. Here's uh, no I, I think uh, Chris and I only agree all the time when we're here together. Oh yeah, I'm a hundred percent on your side on this one. I think, uh, uh, I I don't think it's really up for debate. Um, United still won, so no harm, no foul. I mean, Casemiro has gone for three games, but um, uh, here's another on, knowing question. We can do a more you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, knowing is half the battle. Every single time I get that wrong. <laughs> um, if you get a red card, is it for EPL games only, the suspension, as opposed to FA Cup or Carabao Cups? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's for... I think it's for Premier League only, because I think there's a separate like cup accumulation. That makes sense. I, I think, and it's like less, I think, I'm, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Imagine having to balance that. It's like, okay, I got four yellows in the EPL. I got two in the FA and I got one in the Carabao. Okay. Keep that in mind when you're going. Well, in the knowing is half the battle that I was going to share is that you can appeal a red card. So Manchester United could appeal that red card, but if you lose the appeal, they can add an extra game. Oh, God, the EPL is so petty. I love it. <laughs> They're like, we're not wasting our time with you, bro. You want to appeal. It's like uh, having to pay somebody else's legal fees when you sue them. Oh, yes. So good. Oh, I love it. Keep going, EPL. You can tell how stuffy and British the people who came up with these rules were. <laughs> Keep it up. Inject it right into my veins. I'm for it. Keep it going. Any other petty stuff? Let me. Well, there was me. another. There, there was another red card, and that was your boy Christian Romero with some really silly, lazy tackling. Just dumb. Two yellows. I mean, it's not quite as exciting as a chokehold red card, but two yellows gives you a red, and he'll miss the next match. Is it just one if it's two yellows? Two yellows is just, yeah, two yellows equaling a red is just, just one match. Got it. Got it. Thank you. 
we haven't done hair watch in a while, but I I noticed some hair that was just like it was so bright that what I'm the like, hell hair watch. Dude, I'm sorry. We must not have done hair watch in that in a while. Hair watch is self-evident. It's when we see hair that is either brilliant or different or ridiculous. For example, uh, Rich Arlison always looks like crap. Always. He's got a stupid reverse mullet. It's just odd. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Nate. It can be hair you love. It can be hair you hate. I am going to talk about just two two heads of hair this week that are just striking. The first is uh, this player, Jack Colback. I've actually never heard of him. He plays, uh, I, I think he's on forest, maybe on loan or something. He's, he's with, he's with forest. Um, I guess he was with Newcastle before that, but he has just a bright, bright red head of hair. And there are not a lot of gingers I realized in the premier league. And that's what I wanted to call out is just basically ginger watch out here, Jack <laughs> Colback. but it was, it's so bright. It's not like, you know, there's people like my wife has like reddish hair, but it's kind of a reddish Brown. This was, this was like red, red hair. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look out for him. I, um, uh, I, I just assume every redhead is fake. Is this is this a safe place to discuss this? You know how all cats are girls and all dogs are boys? I'm pretty sure all red hair is fake. This is a safe place. This is a safe <laughs> place to talk about our crazy ideas. Yeah, yeah of course. I, I I don't believe it. I just uh, I, I just assume it's it's a it's a practical joke that all redheads are playing on us. We got to look him up. His hair is almost matches his red forest shirt. So uh, it's, it's that bright. All right. And the other hair you guys are going to have to look up is Daniel Podence. Daniel Podence is a wolves wolves player. He's notorious on this podcast also because he is very tiny. We're talking like, I think five, five tiny, like he is so small. And he's prolific. Like he's a good player for Wolves. He scored. I think he might lead the team in goals, or he's at least up towards the top in goals for Wolves. I know it's not saying a lot, but still, he's scored a lot of goals for Wolves. He, maybe it's a legit deal. Maybe it's a joke, but he essentially went with the Megan Rapinoe, like <laughs> no way, most purple white that like purple white megan rapinoe hair color does he pull it off oh i see it i don't know I if like anyone it. does i don't oh, know if no. i don't know if megan pulls it off i you like know. it megan isn't it rapino i don't know anyway Rap- yeah i think it looks good on her i just googled it and i am all about it you like it yeah <laughs> love it i like eccentric people and do whatever you know like rodman you know i have no problem with it i the purple mat does not match the uniform whatsoever, but who cares? <laughs> That's your complaint. <laughs> You're like, listen, it's it it clashes. <laughs> I need some- <laughs> but you know what? I don't hate it. I don't know. I don't hate it. I like it. Great. Uh, now, Kyle, now you have something to now you have something to keep your eye out. Man, I would have watched probably more hair than soccer. <laughs> do it now do it i want to know your hair watch from every match oh. from now on 
You'll get it. Love it. Well, let's move on uh, to best bet. Without Chris here, Andrew has gallantly stepped up to to lead us into a re- another sh- shitty week of bets by our our team. Hey, on the plus side, it's going to be really uh, it's going to be really quick. It will uh, be. to go over last week's. By the way, this is best bet brought to you by FanDuel. <laughs> um, just keep betting, follow our bets, and FanDuel will make a fortune. Um, anyway, so last week, um, all of us, um, uh, except Tim, took uh, Fulham over Chelsea um, at uh, plus 450. Unfortunately, that one ended in a uh, one, uh, 1-1 one tie, and uh, that did not pay off. And then Tim, shockingly, went with Liverpool over Wolves at uh, minus 125, which seemed like a reasonable bet for a for a Liverpool fan, wouldn't you say, Nate? I would. It's a reasonable I, bet. I would say that that is a perfectly reasonable bet. And lo and behold, just a big old goose egg across the board. Um, so uh, you all know people. that I, I've said all season I have bet a dollar on every parlay for us, and we've never hit. But I thought I thought this weekend I thought it's a two it's a two match parlay. Yeah. And it's Fulham over Chelsea is pretty good. Liverpool over Wolves. I thought I might actually win it for once and actually miss both. So yeah, it's a it's a shocker. Um, yeah, we're just not good. Not, not together. We have our little. We have our moments. We have our moments, but we are not. Yeah. So you had five wins in a row at one point, and then you've gone just downhill from there, um, Chris. Is just a train wreck all all the time. Tim Tim had a good run, and I'm just uh, yeah, uh it's there's just no point in living, guys. Anyway, um, should we just jump into uh, this week's? We shall. Okay. Uh, who who are you taking this week, Nate? Well, I I teased this earlier. I really wanted Leeds and United play twice over this next week. It's it's a bizarre. They're making up a game, then they have their regular scheduled game. I really want to take Leeds over United in one of those matches, banking on a new manager bounce. But without a new manager being declared yet, it's a bit risky. So I'm not going to do it. As much as I want to, I'm going to take West Ham over Chelsea at plus 230. West Ham's at home. To get plus odds on a Chelsea team that's not playing that good, West Ham seems to maybe be getting some form together. I'll take the plus two thirty. That's a that's <laughs> a great bet. That's a great bet. Um, yeah, no, there's there's nothing wrong with that bet for the money. That is the best bet I think of the. Ooh, actually, it might be the second best. We'll come back to that. Um, Kyle, did you figure out who you're going with? Palace. I did. I did. I'm going to go with the uh, Chinese takeout. Crystal Palace. Uh, plus two seven. And who are they playing? Uh, Brighton. Brighton. Plus 270. Oh, yes. Not bad. Um, so our good friend Chris is uh, 
going bold. Um, I don't know if he if he knows this, but Liverpool is absolute garbage one week, and then they're amazing the next. Um, that seems to be the trend. Um, he is betting on them being garbage again, so he is taking Everton plus five hundred over Liverpool. Nate, your thoughts? Well, it's a derby. Anything's possible in a derby. I think he's banking on that. The plus five hundred is honestly, it's a pretty good bet. De- pretty decent odds. I wouldn't do it. I still think Everton sucks, so I wouldn't do that bet. But I can see the reasoning. I can see it too. But Everton sucks so bad. They have all season. They can't. Lightning can't strike twice. That's that's all. I don't need to over criticize. Uh, Tim is taking your beloved Wolves over Southampton plus one fifty five. Um, Wolves are at home, is that right? No, Wolves are at Southampton. Oh goodness! Okay. And Southampton may be getting a new manager bounce, which I do not like. I would I would definitely stay away from that. That feels it feels very Wolves to uh, pound Liverpool three nil and then go and lose two nothing to Southampton. So, yeah, that's a bummer. Especially um, if they get that new manager. So, but I, I appreciate it. He did hashtag it respect um, when he sent that that bet over. So I I appreciate the love he's showing wolves. Isn't that thoughtful of him? Very thoughtful. Yes, and um, I will be taking shockingly uh, Tottenham uh, <laughs> over Leicester City. Um, I'm getting plus 105 against a really crappy team. I think that I'm expecting Spurs to win, and I'm ex- I'm enjoying the odds. Take it while you can. Take it while I can. And this way, they can jump all the way up to number four when Newcastle loses this week, hopefully. Never mind, they're playing Bournemouth. But Bournemouth is home. Yeah. All right. Newcastle needs to drop off. Okay. Kyle, for this week, we have you watching Brighton and Crystal Palace. So nice. you, you took Crystal Palace, so you can you can cheer them on. I like uh, it. I think I watched them the oh wait, no. I don't I didn't think watch you, I don't No, I watched, watched I watched um Candy Cane team. Uh so, Brent, uh Brentford. 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 By the way, Crystal Palace hasn't won in their last five games. So say that again. Say that again. Crystal Palace hasn't won in their last five matches. So well, just they're due, that means they're due, baby. It, they're due. They definitely do. I, uh, I actually just added them to the post post. They weren't even a part of the post World Cup uh, standings when we started, but I added them because of how shitty they've been playing. But yeah, um, Crystal Palace, great kits. That's something to know about them. Um, they have an American, Chris Richards. He's a defender. I don't know if he'll play or not. He has started playing more, so you'll have to keep your eye out for him. You're going to want to keep your eye out on a guy named Wilford Zaha. He'll be hard to miss. He's kind of a punk ass, but he's like, if you're yeah. a fan of the team, you'll love him. And he he's a pretty prolific goal scorer, typically. He has six goals this year, but um, he... He's he's re- he's really good. He's a really What's good uh, forward. So you said Zaha, Zaha, 
Okay. You have another guy. Uh, it's the, he sang the song "Take on Me." <laughs> Stop. That was actually good. Um, they have another guy, Eberechi Eze. Uh, he's he's a fun guy to watch. He has three goals, three assists <laughs> on the season. Uh, Will Hughes, my namesake, he's the one who got choked by by Casemiro. So you can keep your eye out for him. That's what he's he's famous for. Um, I think those are most of the guys uh, that Mark Guillet, he's he's been decent this season. He's a defender for them. That's why I'd be looking out for Crystal Palace. Uh, for Brighton, Brighton has been a really solid team this year. Um, they're They're kind of one of their best players just left and went to, to Arsenal. Um, but I honestly, I don't even know Danny Welbeck. He's decent. Um, I don't even know who their stars are. I don't know how they're even playing that good. Solly March. He's a midfielder. He's, he's pretty good. Um, Pascal gross German guy. So he's got that double S funky letter last name. Uh, you'll want to keep your eye out for him. Um, Tariq Lamptey, he's been a podcast favorite for a long time. He's a defender, super fast. I don't know if he'll play. Um, he's kind of been off and on for the season. So I don't know that team somehow keeps winning and they're towards the top of the table, but, um, they don't have a ton of like big popular names, but they're in sixth place right now. So. All righty. We'll go, uh, does Palace have a uh, quote unquote nickname or or team name or I'm trying to think. They're in so Crystal Palace is a London team. Um they're in this they're in southern like kind of the southern port portion of oh they the, have they the have two nicks and the Glazers. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Uh, why are Crystal Palace called the Eagle? The Glacier's nickname is a reference to the club's association with the famous glass palace named after. Okay. And where you know. On their patch, they have that sick eagle. So that's. No, that's... it's knowing is half the battle. Remember? That's yeah. right. <laughs> God, we're all good at this. Their, manager is, Pat... their manager is Patrick Vieira, who was a like remarkable soccer player. Like, uh, he was a midfielder. He played most of his career for Arsenal, uh, but also played for Juventus, Inter Milan, and Manchester City. So uh, he's a beast. He He's actually the one I think would win in the manager uh, Royal Rumble. Oh, even that's though, right. Even though Chris, Chris didn't have him getting very far. But I think it's because he didn't ever see him play, and he was kind of a badass. So... That's that's Crystal Palace's uh, their manager, current manager, yeah. And then Brighton is on the south coast of of England. They their nickname are the Seagulls, so they've got like a white seagull on their crest. So I guess it's the Battle of the Birds. It's the Bird Bowl. Yeah. When is my game? Uh, Saturday. Saturday at nine. Other than that, we have uh, 
midweek battle Manchester United versus Leeds on Wednesday. That's the remake or that's the rematch. Um, and then I think other matches that should be interesting to watch. Uh, I think Arsenal Brentford should be interesting. Arsenal needs to bounce back. So that should be a good one to watch on Saturday. Um, and then Liverpool Everton, the, the Merseyside Derby on Monday, uh, other than that, there's kind of a lot of uneven matchups over the weekend. Fulham, Fulham Forest is sort of even. Yeah, I guess so, with Forest kind of ascension up the table. Um, but nothing like clear-cut cl- clear great matches to watch. So I'll obviously yeah. be watching Wolves Southampton. I'm sure you'll be watching Spurs Leicester. So. Yeah, no, uh, there's not really anything. We A week from... Uh, Wednesday is the next really good match. That's, uh, That's right. Arsenal City again. Right. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be a big one. So, yeah. all right, gentlemen, well done. We did it without Chris. Pretty seamless. We missed you though. Yeah, but... do Chris. Just kidding. I... Hold on. I I'll say it. I didn't miss him at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to hear you disagree with him, though. I wish it would have been live, though. Yeah, but when when our powers combine, Wonder Twin powers activate. So right. it's just because he wasn't here today. Captain Planet. Let's go. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Soccer Neophytes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, all the podcast places. Like us, review us, give us five stars. Give us four stars, hell, I don't care. If you don't like us, don't give us it. Just don't star us at all and don't listen anymore. Just keep moving. Just keep yeah, no. Hell out of here. Wait, right. quick, Nate, what, what Captain Planet guy w- would you be? You'd be Hart. <laughs> I think I'm too old for Captain Planet. I don't know any of their stuff. Wow. I'm fire then. Okay, fine. Ninja Turtle? Yeah. Even then, I'm probably, I don't well, remember. I mean, I did watch Ninja Turtles, but I don't know which one I would be. Just go yeah, off. Just give like me a color for the jerseys of these teams that are in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Peace. Peace. Later.